Welcome to Two Minute Practice. Here, the hosts of the Lean Into Art podcasts explore and encourage you to join us in trying all kinds of different creative activities that help us practice things related to making our art, exploring, growing in our business practice, and even trying things for a healthy lifestyle. Every episode, we talk about what we practiced recently, things we saw in the community, and then we highlight a new thing, an idea for you to try to practice. I'm Jersey Drozd, cartoonist and teaching artist. I'm Rob Stenzinger, UX designer, coach, and interactive maker. Two minutes is a findable amount of time to try things. Let's see what we can learn and make when we make it easy to try. Hi, Rob. Hi, Jersey. Two minute practice so time. The, the, the affordable way to introduce more practice into your work as a visual communicator. Yeah, this is, um, it, you know, it's, it's not like you're going to uh, probably produce your, your next uh, whatever 50,000 word novel or the, um, uh, like a, a giant mural or interactive installation two minutes at a time. But I bet there's something about that whole creative experience that you could, you could find a way to practice two minutes at a time. And that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. All right. So what are we doing this? What, what did we do this week that we could talk about? Well, we talked about reverse engineering some uh, like, like visual compositions, taking a look at something and saying, what makes that up? What am I seeing? And I, I think in the description, we, we talked about like sort of what shapes and stuff do you see in there? How do they relate? Um, so how did, the, how did this practice go for you this week, Jersey? Uh, it evolved. I only did like three sessions, but the last one I did, I did this morning. And it was after looking at the notes that you put together based on your experience. And I was like, oh, I was doing something similar to what you were doing. And then when I saw what you were reacting to, it, it made my last practice much more specific. Um, so what I did, I can pull it up on screen, but you're gonna have to look at the, uh, the Twitch stream to see what I did. Um, okay. But uh, I work on this other podcast with my buddy Hoover uh, called the 4 million years later podcast. It's a Transformers show. And, uh, one of the things that I, I talked about, uh, what I bring to the table as a co-host is I'm really coming at it from a visual storyteller standpoint. So I'm always looking at shots and looking at, um, how did the storyboard artists and animators frame up something to make it look visually interesting, given that the, the 1980s Transformer cartoon doesn't have like the most, over-the-top stellar animation of all time, right? We're not seeing, it's not Pinocchio, you know? Um, but it's good. Uh, but it, but anyway, like I, my, one of the things that I talk about a lot on the show is like, what, I think what part of what makes it so good is the way they frame their shots. So I'm always talking about that. So I have a lot of screen grabs of the series that were just like sort of in my back pocket as I've uh, brought them onto the show uh, time and time again uh, to discuss. So what I started out doing was just taking the shot and recreating it just in color shapes, which I have up on screen right now. I don't know if you can oh. see it or not. Yeah, I, I, I have a look at that. So I, like, I, I specifically do screenshots that like I think are especially pretty to talk about on the show anyway. So uh, I started out by just doing that with like just using colors to simplify it down into a squint test of sorts. I did one of here's Optimus hugging Bumblebee saying you saved me. Uh, from Attack of the Autobots, which you can listen to at 4millionyearslater.com. And then I have this shot that uh, Hoover and I talked about in the episode. Uh, I believe this is Roll For It from season one. 
And it's like just before the act break to the commercial, it's this shot of Soundwave saying, prepare for oblivion as he holds Megatron and is ready to fire him. And it's another one where it's like, look at the, I guess like what I was starting out was trying to look at what's the relationship of negative to positive space in these shots. That's really what I was going for there. Um, Mm. But then I saw your notes this morning and uh, saw that you were talking about Notan, uh, (laughs) Notan drawing, Notan studies. Mm-hmm. And, and which are uh, could you describe that so uh it's nothing i've i've done formally but then just along comes what's funny we, you mentioned uh jeremy burley earlier well uh in my feed i follow jeremy in a, in a couple places and i noticed he he was doing these sort of um thumbnail-ish size uh studies that look like sort of a contrast of the you know like um you know light and dark value, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, like what sort of emerges. And before I, I noticed his him sharing that before I actually even started uh, my two minute practice. And I just was like, okay, well, this is that that that's what got me influenced. And I was I just was off and running exploring that direction. But these Notan studies are looking at the um, you described it perfectly, Jersey. The, the essentially the the um, the relationship of the um, uh, well, positive, negative space, and light and dark value. And I'm forgetting the, let's see, there's a, uh, um, I think it's sort of a, an anglicization of some, it's like a portmanteau of a couple of words that uh, don't, aren't English words. But, okay. Um, but it's, it's, a t- it's essentially the, um, the, yeah, positive, negative space relationship. It, it's a Japanese term, which literally means light, dark harmony. Hmm. So, yeah, I, I realized I wasn't really, when I was doing mine, I wasn't thinking so much about light and dark. I was just thinking about positive and negative space. So, but the last one I did, I tried thinking about it in terms of value. And so I did this this one of this image of Starscream. Uh, one of the things that I've noticed a lot on the the podcast the uh, four million years later podcast is there's a lot of diagonal shots there's a lot of shots where everything is composed in a diagonal and i i can only surmise i can only guess that like it's just it's what makes the show feel exciting because like again not a lot of stuff moves in the show compared to a lot of modern animation so um so yeah so that was my experience with it uh i had a lot of fun with it um, it was fun to recreate the images to the best of my ability with like the, the proportions and relationships of all the imagery. Um, and it sort of like gave me some evidence to bring to the 4 million years later podcast in the future of, you know, like, uh, standing on something that actually, you know, um, has some testing behind it to show that like, this is why these shots work. How was your experience, Rob? And I'll switch to your desktop video. Interesting. Yeah. Investigation. Um, okay. The, let's see, do, 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 I will switch over to there and okay. I'm at my other location, my desk cam. And, uh, like for me, that's so interesting. The, like you used, um, the, the transformers and I I found um, a few different sources like uh, uh, you know some comics couple you know, a few comics in a in magazine and actually um, I I uh, I read through maybe or reread like 
<laughs> as a as a side note, not part of the two minute practice, but because I sort of uh, I picking up the invincible trade paperbacks again that were on my shelf, uh, I all of a sudden started to notice patterns in the overall um, like the composition. But there's a lot of times this this idea of these three tall vertical panels that thematically, anytime you see that, it's not typically about uh, three things that are happening happening near each other. It's like you're you're checking in on a situation that may have some simultaneity, but it's it's like people are dealing with stuff all across the planet, right? And you, but you check in on this character's situation, that character, and then that character, right? And sometimes there will be even like. Uh, two pages facing. So across the fold, you'll see all these, it's like this really fast check-in kind of thing with these vertically arranged panels. And so um, I was like, there's a, um, I guess once it, when it dried, some of the contrast went away, but, but I, I was trying, I was using uh, some, uh, some generic uh, Blick, uh, clones of the uh the copic markers mm. um alcohol-based so markers al alcohol-based markers um and um they uh yeah they're, they're they're fine um i i think they've been on my shelf a little too long and starting to get, to get a little bit uh, uh depleted but um anyway so that that's um you know so i i did the the a study from invincible and i just picked a page in one of the you know and i forget which which of the five or six i ended up picking from but um good reminder wow does that comic get violent holy moly it's, i forgot <laughs> how hyper violent invincible is uh because like i started in the beginning and waited for the second graphic novel to come out and things don't quite get spicy until then it's like and and i but somehow i was anchored on that one but uh the uh, anyway it's good stuff not all ages um then I, I remember looking at some behind the scenes stuff back in the Scott Pilgrim uh, days or what or whatnot, where um, what Brian Lee O'Malley was, uh, he uh, talked a lot about balloon spotting and stuff. And I thought, well, let me see, let me see how this works. And so I, just, I literally I flipped to a random page, pulling a little bit of a biblio, bibliomancy move. And I thought, all right, mm -hmm. random page, what do you got as far as visual flow? And, um, and I'll be darned if I didn't notice a pattern of uh, using the um, the the fully um, spot black sections to like guide my eye mm -hmm. in harmony with mm -hmm. the angles of the balloons, and I was like, "Jesus, I've never laid out a page that well." <laughs> <laughs> um, and because uh, I mean, literally, the spot blacks. So like, you can see that it's summarized in a way in this this the the thumbnail, but like. Uh, the flow from here to here to here to here. And that's just something that I, you know, sort of summarized in my quick uh, Notan-ish style value study. Um, so anyway, and I bet if I dug deeper, I'd find more harmonious relations and stuff like that too, as far as probably panel size and all that stuff. I, I like that you're doing this with entire comics pages. And I wonder if that's something I should, I know, I, I don't wonder. I know this is something I need to do in my comics classes is, issue this as a assignment, take some note cards, do two minute studies of the light and dark relationships of the shapes on the page, because that would be such a quick way. If you made that practice a habit, that would be such a quick way to level up your layout skills, right? 
I agree gosh. because you're because just asking yourself like what am I seeing and what is working and yeah. um, then this was I, I there was some some page in this Imagine Effects that I have from uh, I don't know do you keep magazines I uh, mm -hmm. things from two thousand six. <laughs> Um, but but this darn magazine cost me 15 bucks in 2006. So I was, uh, you know, I don't feel like I'm just going to throw it out. Um, but anyway, this is, I guess one of my interests is uh, the coloring style in fantasy painting and whatnot. So I always, I revisit this. You can see in my, some of my works I, I post that I revisit and, and play with this, but um, I still feel for after all these years, it's just something I'm, I'm practicing along the side as one of my illustration styles. And um, so, you know, I got these as a resource. I, I, there was some robot character or no, a mech uh, armored up human and armored up human and standing in a sort of a fantasy landscape. And I was like, well, what's working about this? And I, I think, it, you know, the, the sort of light tones of the the fantasy landscape and stuff like that it was really it's looking at well this character is looking that way and that's certainly a design choice that well that draws my attention but also on top of it their giant shoulder cannon is pointing that way and this their their other characters even reinforcing that too so clearly um you know it's not just the the light and dark it's the subject and what's the subject doing mm. so mm-hmm so yeah, I, I did this practice a few times, but um, um, you know, not all. I suppose I'll show you some that I don't think were as uh, successful or interesting. You know, so it's like I have th those that seem to you know I, I learned a lot more from, but then there was others where I just was like, you know, didn't learn a lot about that one. I picked one panel, and this was another one from Invincible, but I didn't learn a ton from this. Just like, yep, first lines and a fist. Um, <laughs> but um, a landscape. And so some of it too is like the practice of this where it's like two minutes, eh, it, it wasn't quite enough for me to do the kind of, a kind of study for my current skill level and speed. So, uh, because I think I would have gotten more out of this landscape uh, fantasy painting study if I would have spent more time or did that classic, hey, let's do one thing to put like one output two minutes at a time, but you know, don't try to finish the whole thing in two minutes. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah that i guess that's that's another thing that's worth like underlining is this idea that uh not each and every one of them has to be done in two minutes it could be like okay well i'm gonna have to revisit this one tomorrow with another with another two minutes and maybe you have four for the week to show by showing up every day right or you have one big one you know that's that's the whole idea is like just see what you can accomplish in two minutes whether it's doing something um discrete each day or cumulative or some combination of the two. Yeah, that's, and, and I guess I, I think I want to be more flexible about switching between those modes instead of saying at the beginning of the week, this is the thing. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I can see the trade-offs because it's nice to practice the same thing, even if it doesn't work. Right. Um, so it's, uh, I guess, another thing to experiment with. Mm-hmm. Well, that said, how about we talk about what we want to do with the next two-minute practice? Right. Hmm. Well, we've been doing some visual development. Mm -hmm. Are there, uh, let's see, what would be a practice? We, we have the, the main Lean Into Art cast this week has a bit of a, um, 
sort of a, like, a, I guess a nurturing self-care kind of thing, a, uh, is there anything along that path that might be a, I think a I have an idea. While? I think okay. I have an idea. What do you think? Um, take two minutes to, um, brainstorm ways in which you could express more gratitude in your life to people in your life. Um, I, I have a friend who is very careful and very deliberate about making sure that every time we part ways, he expresses to me how meaningful our time is together, which can, it can sometimes feel like a lot. It can sometimes feel like, like, okay, I got it. We're good, you know, but that's not the point. The point isn't to seek reciprocation. The point is just that he wants to make sure that I know in no uncertain terms that our time is meaningful for him, right? Um, and I feel like like that's the moment I like came around to looking at it that way. I was like, that is such a good practice to do because th there are opportunities to express gratitude everywhere in our lives all the time. And how much better off would we all be if we had that as a habit in our lives to point out? Because like another thing that I, I, I point out to my students when we're talking about doing critique and I'm like, well, okay, we build each other up. We don't tear each other down. So you got to find something where if you don't like what they did, you have to investigate what they were after, what, they were, what their game was, what their, their hope and their goal was. And then if you know how to help them get there, help them. That's what cartoonists do. I mean, that's that, this is the way I'm framing it for the younger generation, so that they hopefully all show up and not be jerks to each other. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I tell them that this is the way we all act. And yeah, there's a there's a rude awakening when then they get there and there's some jerks in the in the in the pond. But like, hopefully they'll the the, the realization will be like this is this is the aberration. <laughs> we we get rid of that guy and not get rid of that guy like that. You know what I mean? But ejecting yeah, from I mean, ejecting from the tribe. Uh, groups need to show their what they believe in. So yeah. And so, thank you. Thank you for... <laughs> but anyway, so what I'm getting at here is is that part of this is training us to be more mindful of opportunities to express gratitude. Two minutes. Brainstorm ways that you can express gratitude in your daily life, people that you could express gratitude to. And I mean, like, even interactions at the grocery store, right? Um, casual infinitesimal interactions, neighbors, the, the mail delivery, you know, whatever it is. Uh, that, how, what so, do you think? I like that a lot. I mean, to me, it's like, uh, what are the events and, and who are the, the, the sort of the, the people? Uh, because we're not, I mean, what I'm hearing, it's not like, or, or maybe it's, it's like, oh yeah, morning coffee. Thank you. Morning coffee. It's more like, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, um, that's that's good too. But I'm saying like like actually making like a an action that interacts with the world, right? Right. That's what I wanted to make sure I was hearing. So yeah, yeah. okay. Uh, I I think that sounds really useful. Like when are those times you you're connecting, you're running into people, social distance or not, or how does that work? I mean, is it harder? I mean, if you're wear, you're wearing a mask in public, how how do you do the gratitude thing? Because it's 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 so easy to have the um, the the thank you world smile on right mm -hmm. and it's like there's a difference when you're walking around with that kind of smile then um um and it's not like ear to ear you know villainous smile i mean just just 
I'm glad to be here. I'm glad you're here. Smile. Like I, mm -hmm. I actually did an experiment with that when I, um, and, and that just, it changed how I, uh, when I worked in a, sort of a downtown setting in, in Minneapolis and you're going through the skyway and there's all kinds of people and all kinds of circumstances in life that you, you walk by and run and, and, and um, encounter. And I changed instead of being like sort of um, like functional emotionalists looking around uh, I'm like, I'm going to smile a little and, and not, I don't like, I meant like, like hearing a yoga teacher who was like, when you do that, instead of grimacing or trying to avoid it, just feel positivity and having a, having a slight smile while you're trying to do that thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, yeah, well, while I'm trying to, you know, function in this hustle and bustle instead of grimacing or looking serious or or uncaring what if i look just a little bit caring and i get that that has problems depending on who you are and all that kind that of that is exactly but, right yes yes the definitely mileage may vary um yes I, but contextualizing that's how so it's just like all right i don't know it's a tangent that i've i've opened up but it's a um yeah it's it's <laughs> gosh social humans we're so tough to deal with <laughs> so many predatory negative yes. things we got to watch out for. Yes. Gosh darn it. Yeah. Well, Be maybe yeah. I guess in that case, I felt this, um, I felt lighter, lighter hearted. And I don't know how that could be transmittable or helpful for everybody, mm -mm. which is, which is a bummer, which I'm, I wonder that'll be something that I try to explore in this two minute practice. Yeah. Um, like, well, and this you is, know, I, I think expressing gratitude, it's like, because that can lead to all kinds of negative situations, right? Too. Right. Um, if, gosh, that's so interesting and yeah. difficult. I, I have, I have my own experiences with certain people who misread my joy and gratitude as something else, right? And, and act in a way that was not asked for. Um, and so I can imagine that happening to you. I, I think it's worth underlining this as we explore it is that I didn't say necessarily that we should practice what we write down, but this is brainstorming it. And then that will give us a first draft that we can drill down through and see what is the stuff that we can action, we can perform action on in a, in a, in a way that is safe and unambiguous. Well, and, and uh, unintrusive. It's not, you're trying to intrude and impose on others. So that's, that's where I think you, where lines get crossed is about yeah. being um, uh, encountering others and expecting them to participate in your, your circumstance. So how could you have this, like this independent care and appreciation, mm -hmm. gratitude and that's there you go like so I, I get it's a draft it's not going to be perfect and uh but as i'm as i'm uh working and brainstorming for me i'll try to think about that that mm -hmm. other that aspect like um yeah how, how could it yeah how could it be unintrusive yeah all right well that's why it's a practice right this isn't performance <laughs> it's practice all right well let's get to it thank you rob Thank you, Jersey. So if you're ready to set aside two minutes to play along and do the practices. First, you need to pick something to practice. 
Then prepare a way to time yourself. And then give it a try. If you don't know what to practice, but want to try, make your first practice all about brainstorming the things you want to learn. And if you want more ideas, you can always go to leanintoart.com slash two, the number two, minute practice.